Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. This is the Yates the Believer Heat Podcast, your weekly AEW review and breakdown. Introducing first, host electrifying host in all of professional wrestling podcast, Gnarly. Gnarly. Good brother Garrett, we are live, baby. And the other half of our hosting duo, they call me the Duke, they call me the Digital Phantom. I am the Duke of Derbs. Oh, that's Garrett. Yo, 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 yo. Go double air horn today, baby, because it deserves it, my goodness. Fuck Eric Bischoff. All right, anyway. Um, all right. <laughs> Starting off hot. <clears throat> That's all I have to say about that. All right, anyway. Um, Garrett, we we knew by this time, like kind of in the wrestling cycle, we were like, all right, we're going to be into the thick of things with this Owen Hart tournament. And oh my God, the past couple of weeks, we've just had some insane matches, dude. Dude, absolutely. 100% agreed. Um, there's just been really good wrestling all across the board. Um, you know, I do, I will say some of the storylines I think have suffered because I've just been stuffing so many good matches in sometimes, but I mean, it, it is what it is. That's the way it is on in the pay-per-view builds for AEW. Sometimes they're just like, ah, too much to worry about. So we're just going to throw random good wrestling like we on had here. like legitimately 90 minutes of wrestling on dynamite this week. Probably honestly, like including, yeah. So it was, uh, fully stuffed. You could say. Oh, uh, anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, before we move on to the actual show, uh, there's a couple of orders of business to take care of off the top. The first of which being, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Bay Duke. That's B A N E D U K E. And you can follow at, uh, Charlie. You can follow Charlie at O Charlie with an X instead of an A. I know how to speak English. I swear. Um, and then you can also, you know, make sure whatever podcast feed you're listening to this on, be that Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, make sure you follow and or subscribe to that feed. And, uh, you know, also check out the Soki Entertainment YouTube channel. Check me out on Twitch. Uh, Charlie, you got anything else going on right now? What's 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 up? Yeah, what's, I got what, nothing. I mean, hey, I, you know, the world shall turn another day. Um, I got nothing. Check out Heroes of uh, – check, check out the new um, KOTOR movie coming out in like six days um that i'm a part of uh more details on that um i don't have everything pulled up right now or i would tell you the name of it but uh i'll be in a movie here in the next like week so let's Um, fucking go um, i'll be hosting a watch party for that too in my discord so i guess you know follow the proper links for that through my twitch page Uh, anyway um but yeah other than that um i guess we'll roll straight into the show which we usually start off with our favorites so let's get straight into that i forget who's going first this week i have no idea um let's see yeah uh looks like it is you going first this week brother all righty so um i did warn everybody a couple of weeks back that this wrestler could easily be sneaking in and stealing some of our favorites for multiple weeks in a row um, and it's continuing to happen uh, with Kanosuke Takeshita. Um, so Adam Page versus Kanosuke Takeshita. Blah, blah, Kanosuke Takeshita. I can speak uh, Japanese, apparently. Not, not actually, I can't. <laughs> um, I definitely can't speak Japanese. But um, but yeah, this match was awesome. It started really hard and fast. Um, Takeshita's plancha, or plancho, however you pronounce that, that move where they like you know grab the ropes and flip themselves to the outside. That, oh. It's just... Everything like the dude's got springs in his feet. Like, um, he's like the Japanese Dante Martin or something. Like, he just I when the guy jumps in the ring to do like a lariat, it looks like he gets like two or three feet of air. He, like, was he a basketball player or something? Like, this dude has hops. I don't get it. But he's like, just he's a menace to society. 
um this was basically just like a new japan match um and there was like yeah that flying lariat forearm deal like the like where he did the flying lariat and it just hit a forearm like oh and then hitting the gts to end it which i mean cm punk you know on commentary also as well the whole time which i didn't even mention yet like this this whole present this whole presentation of this match just felt very awesome to me like i just had so many there were so many great moments throughout and it felt like even though there wasn't very much pacing to it they were just kind of going like it was a super spot fest basically you know like those new japan style matches um and it's kind of crazy because Takeshita was in ddt which is obviously a different style you know um like it's just interesting like i i'm really interested to see what they're going to do with this guy you know he's been in the ring with the world champion now which says a lot about what they think about the guy like i don't know man this is just this was just like it from start to finish. I felt like this match felt important, and uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah. This kid just keeps continuing to impress me every single week, Charlie. And and going off that point, I got to agree with you, man. I mean, the word that comes to my mind, and I've said it before with Takeshita, is smooth. Every single thing he does, it looks perfect. And honestly, I think. I don't think DDT is getting this guy back anytime soon. If this is, if this is going to be the breakout performance that he needs, like he, he is, I mean, we often mention, you know, he's Kenny Omega's prodigy. That's kind of the way he was billed as when he was coming over last year for his little uh, stints that he did for dark. But you know, it's, it's one of those things when you see this guy wrestle, like he just did. And, and since this is such a, prolific wrestling show like the wrestling matters there's no way we don't see him like in in perennial storylines whether they bring that to ring of honor or whether they just do it straight up on aew maybe this guy is going for the tnt title next or the ftw title or they put him in a big program with someone like darby allen so someone that they always put a lot of like i would uh, would like to see Takeshi to go to ring of honor for a bit even if it's just like partially like while he's still doing AEW stuff because i think he fits really well in the current ring of honor mold like imagine the match you would have with joe oh my goodness and he's doing everything while he's here in the states he's wrestling daniel garcia next for the pwg world championship which i would love to fucking see that match how the hell excalibur signed that match i will never know right good for him but yeah i mean a couple things here. CM Punk on commentary was loving the uh, Hangman Page GTS. He's talking about I got him right where I want him. I mean, this match is going to be great. It's it's this match feels like a legitimate pay per view main event, and because Hangman has kind of been our guy, you know, in terms of AEW f- booking of the fans, Hangman has been our guy. But CM Punk also has the nostalgia. He also has the now. He is CM fucking Punk. Most people that love Hangman nowadays love CM Punk then. Absolutely. So it's, I mean, we'll get into our predictions next week. You know, this might be a bold thing to say, but a lot of people are going to say that CM Punk's void was like filled by like various people. But it, to me, what I mean, you know, if you look back at what was going on in Ring of Honor at the time, it was Hangman Page that stepped in and became the People's Champion. You know, like, and Hangman Page is is just now. I, I love where he's at. The Buckshot Lariat looked good here too. So. Uh, speaking of next week, we'll have our three shows next week that we do during pay-per-views. We'll have our our weekly review. We'll do our pay-per-view predictions, and then we'll review the pay-per-view on Sunday. So we're both 
I mean, look, I'm excited for that. This is going to be a good time. I think we're actually going to get some. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to take the weekend off this coming week. Uh, I mean, I probably should anyway because the film comes out on Friday or Saturday yeah. or something. So yeah, and I think it's going to be it's going to be some good results. And speaking of good results, let's jump into my favorite, uh, the Owen Hart Foundation Men's Tournament Quarterfinals: Ray Phoenix versus Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly, this is my favorite match of his since he's been back. I like this. My one before that was a Jungle Boy match. I think this is the pace that Kyle works well with. Kyle, to me, can wrestle with the best of the best. Like I, And I, I feel that when you see him in stuff like this. I'm a little surprised by the result. I, I thought Phoenix was winning, but now we know House of Black versus Death Triangle at double or nothing. My fucking God. Um, this is like going to be a really uh, bold take, but I think Kyle O'Reilly is the best pure wrestler in the entire Undisputed Elite. Okay. And that includes Kenny. Oh, wow. Okay. Including Kenny. I was going to say, yeah, outside Kenny, of Kenny. Okay, because this is going to be, again, an unpopular opinion, but Kenny, as good as he is, he's not as good as a pure wrestler as even Brian Danielson. Okay. Okay. And hey. that's just an opinion because I don't yeah, think yeah. – I don't think you book Kenny as your pure champion, right? He just doesn't fit that mold. He's very good, but like when people, the reason why it makes so much sense to have him versus Brian like they did was because they both are the best wrestler in the world at what they individually do. But I think Kyle is much more similar to Danielson, whereas I would say like Adam Adam Cole is more similar like to Kenny. In that way. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I can see what you mean. But this, this to me, this was such a fun match, and I just, I'm so thankful for this tournament now. <laughs> every week, dude, these these, these matches are gonna have every Owen value. match has just been absurd. Like, and I really feel like these are gonna have rewatch value, man. I just, I just know it. Like when you're thinking about wrestling matches, and I'm, I'm gonna be thinking about this match in like fucking six months. But like, yeah, Phoenix and the only match that you're not gonna be able to watch back from the Owen really wasn't there one that ended with like a really screwy finish. That one's not really that great. I mean, the match was good, but it just ended screwily, so it's not really one to rewatch. But Jeff Hardy versus Darby is also just kind of it's not a very long match. Exactly, it's it's good, but it's like it's not that fun to watch because it only works. Because we know why it was happening on short notice. Because Jeff's obviously not able to go; like he's clearly not able to go as much anymore. So they're trying to get some good matches in or whatever, like or however whatever's happening. I don't know, but um, yeah, I think there's no. I mean, that uh, Hardy's AEW run, <laughs> literally speed run but, the Hardys in AEW. <laughs> yeah, man, this this match, man, I I fucking loved it. Um, it was good. Yeah, I I really think. Uh, we'll dive into it, but I mean, dynamite again is just. When you, these went back to back, uh, actually I take that back. There was a squash match in between, but basically back to back and just so much fun. So let's jump into our news before we get you the dark results and the other results on rampage and dynamite. We kind of had a loaded week of news. Uh, and I'm very curious about how we're going to feel about some of this. Okay. So just as a preview for next week. We have the ROH Women's World Title on Dark Elevation again. Mercedes Martinez will defend against, um, I want to say it's H-Y-A-N, Hyan, Hyan. There's a hundred different ways you can pronounce that. I've never heard it said, mm. so I have no idea. Um, moving on from that, uh, Gary, we, we actually do have some sad stuff here. Uh, Darth Vader should help us out. No! And the reason Vader is so upset Anthony Bowens, he said, without going into too much detail, 
Because of the attack after elevation on Monday, I had to undergo a procedure this week to fix my knee. Story of my life. One step forward, two steps back. And when I see that, I can't help but think, man, this guy's probably going to enter some fucking depression. Like, I hope I hope depression doesn't hit him too hard. Like, I hope he's a person that it doesn't really affect him too hard because... I mean, he, it seems like he's got a really good relationship with his partner, so I, I think he'll yeah. be okay. And, I, and I'm hoping so. I just, I hope that this doesn't, isn't something that, because if he is out for the next year, I'm going to just, I feel so bad for him, man. I mean, it's like the same thing with Darius, right? Like, right? how do you think Darius feels right now? Like, he's been and, on and, the shelf for the better part of two years now, oh, you know, like. And I, and I hope Darius is doing all right. I just, I mean, same with Kenny, man. You never know, dude. You never know how these guys. Dude, are Kenny feeling. and some of the stuff that's been coming out sounds so sad. Like everything's going wrong with the video game. He can't wrestle still. He's still. By the way, the reason I'm, I've heard recently, it just still sounds like he's not going to be back anytime soon. Like, nope. And which speaking is like of insane. Soon, uh, AEW has filed a trademark for Blood Moon Rising. Some people are predicting maybe a pay per view name. Maybe this is for <laughs> Athena. Uh, I guess we'll see. I'm yeah, guessing. I don't know. If if she shows up at Double or Nothing, that'd be pretty cool. Um, right. I would guess. I'd guess pay per view. I mean, that sounds like a fucking something they'd run on Dynamite. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, it could be like the last dance, but it's for her. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, be cool. Or sorry, um, the first dance, the last dance. Jesus Christ. Let's get into a little bit of weird stuff. Uh, Tony Storm said the original idea for the WWE Pie angle was for her shirt to be ripped off. So this is kind of the infamous angle that everyone's like, yeah, that's why Tony left. Look at how they were treating her for a month just to lose to, to Charlotte. Yeah. So, I, not a good look, huh? Especially after what, uh, speaking of Athena, she said a couple weeks ago. So yeah, it's WWE trying to make the woman act more sexy. Just stop. Just stop. If it, Because it, it's going to inevitably make someone uncomfortable like it did Athena. And like it did Tony. Yeah, and they're gonna wa- and they're gonna report the WWE like while it's happening, and it's gonna become like a lawsuit, you know, like, and they really don't need that. But they also like if they're gonna cause them, WWE's digging their own grave right now because all they have to have, all that has to happen is like one scandal, you know, like and I feel like we are diving diving into that into our next thing, which we'll spend a minute on here is Sasha Banks and Naomi. So, bro, this of- story pissed me off so much when I saw it. So because uh, yeah. not because of what they did or what WWE did because of the reason why they chose not to fire them because AEW exists basically, which <laughs> is absurd because I would understand WWE releasing them in this instance because they walked right. And I'd be more than happy to let them walk straight into AEW, you know, um, <laughs> and they might but, not even, they might not even wrestle anymore. That's the thing. Well, we'll, we'll get into that. But, yeah. like, the thing that upset me the most is, like, the only reason that they didn't cut both of them is literally because AEW exists. And that's crazy to me. Like, in, in a world where AEW didn't exist, they would have just fired them for this. You know, like, that's so, crazy to me. So, long story short, we're not going to dive into the whole thing here, but they have been suspended indefinitely and the tag team titles have been vacated. So, you're probably wondering, what the hell's going on? So, for what we know, on Monday... They're, they were supposed to be in the main event in a six-pack challenge. And for, from what we're hearing, Sasha was supposed uh, – Naomi was supposed to win that one while Sasha was going to win – or Sasha was going to face Ronda. So each of them were going to face the current champions and then lose to those champions. So from their angle, which they're really – they have been passionate and really trying to make these tag titles matter 
And for, so from their angle, they're like, why would we do that? This, this is ridiculous. And apparently they tried all day to fix it. And during Raw, they said, fuck this. Put the titles on Laurinaitis' desk and walked out. And what's getting kind of ugly about this is... Baller move, by the way. Absolutely amazing move. We've we've heard stories about Brock and Austin and all this shit, like, leaving and all this. And there's hundreds of examples you can probably now, point to. You know what to. pisses me off the most about this? There's one person who should have stood up for them in this moment because they did this exact fucking thing multiple times and got their way in the end multiple times because of it. It should have been fucking Shawn Michaels. Yeah, because you know yeah. he's fucking backstage at these shows. Whether well, he's, no, he's I think he's in Orlando. So who knows? You think I, he's in Orlando? I, I can. I find it difficult to believe with all the people that have departed creatively that, they, that they're not bringing in anybody that they can to help at this point. Yeah. I mean, dude, so, are we even going to talk about Stephanie McMahon stepping away? Like, yeah, I was. Yeah, we can. Um, but yeah, so WWE is kind of running a smear campaign on them. They've pulled all their merch. They. Had, on SmackDown, even it was Pat McAfee was like, "All right, Michael Cole, you can clearly tell he was fed like sixty seconds to kind of be like, hey, this is what they did. They left, letting all the fans down. They released statements, and we we have proof from Sean Ross Sapp and Meltzer. This is not a work. This is legit. Because I know there's some people. Well, of course it's a work. No, this this is not a work. Um, so yeah, Bro, there were people that thought the Danielson fucking footage was a work. Yeah. So, yeah, man, um, I don't even know where to start with that. But what I'll say is my, my opinion goes good for them. You know, they're standing up for what they believe in. And Sasha Banks, outside, she's probably the biggest star in wrestling that's not already in Hollywood. Like, she's a legit celebrity. No, she is in Hollywood. She worked. She's yeah. been on The Mandalorian, well, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, people that aren't, that are still actively wrestling. Is oh, what I meant. I mean, like, yeah, because most of the other ones. Are she she does actors. all the all the things that celebrities do, whether it's hot ones, whether it's doing these things with Kevin Hart or being on the talk shows. Like she's a legit celebrity, so she can she can go on, she can go be an actress, she can do whatever she wants. She doesn't need this, and I think that part of it, that's part of like what makes this so crazy is after this smear campaign, how the fuck is she ever going to wrestle for them again? How could you? We talked about like part of the reason why they didn't release him as AEW, but that's not the entire reason because that's not stopped them from releasing any other really good talent, right? Yep. But um, what it really is is that they know that they, neither of them need these jobs, you know what I mean? But they are hugely valuable to them if they complete their contracts at the very least. So it's kind of like the Mustafa Ali equ- equation, right? Will, will they offer them enough or convince them enough like they did Ali, you know? to eventually bring them back, which is what I suspect will happen. I'm glad um, he's back wrestling. He is way too talented to be sitting at home for two years. He should have been. They should have let him go, though, when he they wanted to be like oh, 100%. Go. But I'm glad, glad in his mind he was able to be like, all right, you know what? Let me just do and this. He was able to work it out, yeah. Yep. And, you know, maybe maybe they can amend that relationship. And I, I hope for their sake they do because that is a hell of a talent and a good man. So let's, let's, let's move on because we, we could probably <laughs> spend – a long time talking about that. Let's. I'm going to oh, run through hours. some of the best of Super Juniors results, and then I will give the current standings at the end. So this is something we said we were going to cover because it's fun to do, and we got AEW people in it. So uh, Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, starting off on day two, which we covered day one last week. So day two, uh, Dookie defeated El Lindemann. El Fantasmo defeated Bushi. Robbie Eagles defeated Wheeler Yuta in a fucking really fun match, actually. 
Really, really enjoyed that match. TJP defeated Master Watto. This is my first impression of Master Watto, and he wrestled fucking circles around TJP. This is a 25-year-old man, and he is Garrett. <laughs> Master Watto, there's something there. Bro, remember the when TJP event. was cruiserweight champion? I remember. Yep. And they actually mentioned that. Hey. El Desperado defeated a Titan. Excuse me. Day three. We're back in the A block. Yo defeated Clark Connors. Ace Austin defeated Yoshinobu, Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Alex Zane defeated Sho. Fun match. Uh, Taiji Ishimori defeated Ryusuke Taguchi. And then in the main event, Hiromu Takahashi defeated Akira Fran- uh, Francesco. Yeah, uh, Akira Francesco, Will Ospreay, handpicking him for the United Empire. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. I love the A block of this tournament. I'm not even going to lie. I really love it. <laughs> and then day four, we had Wheeler Yuta defeating Dookie. El Lindemann defeating Titan. Bushi defeating Robert Eagles. Uh, El Fantasmo defeating Master Watto. And El Desperado defeating TJP. And then day five, uh, in our main event, we had Taiji Ishimori defeating Alex Zane in a fucking incredible match. Hiromu Takahashi defeated uh, Ace Austin. Yo defeated Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Uh, Ryusuke Taguchi defeated Francesco Akira. I don't know why they're having him lose like this. It's it's just up there with Wheeler Yuta for me. I, like, I, I don't know why. And then Has Yuta ever booked a tournament where somebody lost a bunch in the first few days and then like came back? Yes, like I, they do. Okay. And that's what's making me think they might be doing with Wheeler Yuta. And then Show defeated Clark Connors. So then that takes us up to the current day, Sunday, uh, day six. In our main event, we had El Desperado defeat Wheeler Yuta in a pretty good match. Uh, El Fantasmo defeated Titan. Master Wado defeated Bushi. El Lindemann defeated TJP. And Robbie Eagles defeated Dukey. And what a fucking match that was. Robbie Eagles is the MVP of this tournament, in my opinion, right now. So, I know that sounded like a bunch of names. But if you are following along, uh, we appreciate that for one. And two, so this is kind of what our tournament breakdown looks like right now. In the A block, we have two guys tied at six points. So, 3-0. and Hiromu Takahashi and Taiji Ishimori. Doesn't surprise anyone. They're multi-time fucking uh, junior heavyweight champs. Alex Zane, Ace Austin, and Yo, all with four points. Ryusuke Takuchi, uh, Francesco Akira, Sho, all with two points. And then Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Clark Connors with zero. Clark Connors, again, is he's out of the LA Dojo, which we've seen him on uh, AW week, this week's. The B Block, El Desperado and El Fantasmo, each with six points. Bushi, Robbie Eagles, and El Lindemann with four points. TJP, Duki and Wheeler Yuta with two points, and then Master Watto and Titan with zero. So, you can kind of see where it's going right now. Um, I am a little surprised Yuta is one and two. Uh, I was surprised at the last result. Uh, El Desperado beating Wheeler Yuta, it seems a little bit like a misfire to me. Um, Because even in Japan, I think Wheeler Yuta is getting like the most active, like, because they can't cheer in Japan right now, so it's, like, kind of fan reaction, like, with clapping and whatnot. He's getting the most reaction, I feel like, as much as you can. And, yeah, uh, Robbie Eagles, Wheeler Yuta, and just so good. So, so yeah. Um, we'll, we'll keep up with that tournament next week. Instead of just reading all the results, I might just give the breakdown of the standings. We'll see how this works. 
but yeah, Garrett, I mean, anything stand out to you in maybe seeing that for the, you know, what, yeah, what just like I, that's kind of what I was, the vibe I was getting was what I was saying. Like the, 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 it seems like they're building up to either Yuta or that other, that other guy that only has a couple of points, um, but potentially coming up in the uh, ranks. Yeah. Francesco then, Akira. Yeah. I think that it's either one of those guys at this point, it's probably the favorite because of the standings, because if that's the way they choose to book it, if they choose to book just a super dominant win for one of their main people, then yeah, then it'll probably be somebody from the A block. But I mean, I don't know. It really just depends. Yeah. Alex Zane, he's loving it in Japan. I would, if Alex Zane became a full-time wrestler in Japan, I, I'd be, I'd be really into it. I mean, it sounds like he's popping off in the tournament based on what you were saying. So yeah, him and Ace Austin, man, really another impact guy. So GCW impact. I mean, you got it all over here. So yeah, really cool. Um, so Will Ospreay versus Bandito versus Dante Martin at uh, Forbidden Door. Book it, you coward. Book it, coward. I, I master Watto Garrett. I I've, I would recommend checking that guy out if you're ever like, huh, I'm kind of bored. Maybe I should master Watto. Very impressed. And like I and said, I'm not going to lie to you. I was looking at the super junior stuff earlier when I was bored. So I'm, I'm yeah. thinking about cracking and, into it. And no bit. shame to TJP. I mean, Hey, first ever cruiserweight champion, but my God, when I saw him wrestle someone I've never seen and he got circles wrestled around him, I, I couldn't believe it. Like uh, something we mentioned. I can't was, believe uh, it. He's he's again like really great, but yeah. not like super super exactly. mega technically sound. Like it's not everyone is. Fine. And this Master Watto is very smooth, which is kind of what reminds me. Uh, you know, gives us that Takeshita vibes. So so yeah, the way yeah. Japanese wrestlers are trained, and this is something that um, Excalibur has been noting on commentary during the LA Dojo stuff a lot of times is so different to the way Western wrestlers are trained. Like they oh, yeah. literally learn the basics of mat wrestling and stuff like that as a, a drill. Which is why it's I crazy. love having Shibata training guys at the LA dojo. Cause he's giving an authentic training of Japanese wrestling in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. So Garrett, if you want to take us through dark elevation results real quick before we jump into dynamite and rampage. Absolutely. All right. We had this is a dark episode, dark elevation episode sixty three. We had a interesting note: Tony Schiavone, Mark Henry, Paul White, and Anthony Agogo on commentary for this episode. Really interesting touch there. I, I, I hope thought his Agogo voice fit well back. with it too. It did. I hope he sticks around on commentary. I like the little bits that he adds from his boxing background. It was really nice. First match of the night, we had uh, Bear Bronson of Bear a Buried Country taking on Brandon Cutler. Um, if does a bear country shit in the woods, who the fuck cares? Moving on. All right. Hey, um, man, masks. <laughs> black hole slam for the win. All right. Next match. Brody King taking on Alex Reynolds of the dark order. Um, so this was interesting. So I remember saying last week that Alex Reynolds never wins anything when he gets these wins a couple weeks in a row. And I was right. He got beat by a gonzo bomb to, uh, to by the way, Brody, King's I love Brody King on uh, dark. Absolutely cool. agree. Dark elevation, dark. But Brody King on there more. I'd like to see it. Um, it'd be really cool. It'd be, it'd be good. And in the uh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. I mean, he is a New Japan strong wrestler as a single star. Mm-hmm. PWG, you name it, man. This guy can. Wasn't go Brody King on like one of the most recent New Japan pay per views or something? Like, yep, I believe he wrestled Suzuki. So there yeah. you go. So I have to go back and watch that. It sounds like a fun match. All right, in match number three on the card. Um, we had Anna J and Yuka Sakazaki, Yuka Sakazaki, Yuka Sakazaki taking on Emi Sakura uh, and uh, Nyla Rose. 
with Vicky Guerrero at ringside. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure that intro. I'm gonna figure out how they do that. I don't know how the fuck uh, Justin Roberts says that so so fast. Talent. Right, the guy's like the just a stud, right? It's like the man's a paid to say people's names professionally. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, and uh, you know, Emmy Sakura just taken L's recently. Um, <laughs> but Yuka Dang. got her win back, uh, which I'm assuming the way this was recorded was she probably got this win before she lost, but it doesn't really matter. Um, I don't know when this was actually recorded, so I can't say that, but. Uh, speaking of our boy Anthony Bowens, the acclaimed and the Gun Club defeated some jobbers. Uh, it was a Colt forty five and Mike drop uh, combination that got the win here. Um, I love this pairing. I, I love yes. it. Yes, it was good. It was um, so I didn't think that it's probably what we're gonna get a lot of. Just you know, uh, um, Max Caster just doing an intro and shooting on the Gun Club, and anyway. Uh, next match, we had the Dark Orders, Evil Uno, and Ten taking on some jobbers. Uh, another quick squash. They used the Dark Reckoning to get the win. I like the name of that move. Um, and uh, Dark Uno, Dark Dark Uno, Dark Order uh, needed to throw Uno in a tag team, I guess. So they just threw him with Ten. Which I mean, they, they you know as long as they don't fuck up moves like they did last time. Um, then I'll be fine. They had some interesting combo offense in this particular match, so hopefully that will continue. Uh, and now we're on to the main event of the evening, the Ring of Honor Women's Championship match between Mercedes Martinez and Trisha Dora. So notes at the beginning of this match, Trisha Dora, no music, whatever. Um, and I felt like this match was just super dead to the crowd, um, despite being a title match. Um, yeah. Not a great look for the Ring of Honor Women's World title, but I mean... The match wasn't bad. It was just really short for a title match. Like, I don't know. I don't know if this is like this. I don't know if this is the move, Tony. I'm going to be honest with you. And that was AEW Dark Elevation episode 63. Um, she won with a dragon sleeper thing. I I, I'm not, I don't have much to say about that match because there wasn't like it wasn't that good. I'm going to be honest. Like, yeah, it should have been. Yeah. And that's kind of sad. So I have AEW Dark episode. Uh, 143, I believe. Taped out of Universal Studios. Uh, Max Caster opened up our show, absolutely shredding this poor young man that uh, yeah. clearly uh, is fairly new to the ring. So Max Caster picked up that victory easily. Marina Shafir defeated. He Elena should win Lennox. with that double stomp more often. I liked it. Yeah, And the kid sold it well, too. So he clearly knew how to take that move, which is nice. So good for him. Uh, Shafir, mm. easy victory. Leg clutch submission for the win. Buried Country defeat the Workhorsemen. Um, I bro, it was like the Jobber Team Battle Royal, dude. It was crazy. And then I, I gotta say, I actually kind of enjoyed this one. It, it was pretty good. Uh, long story short, Boulder lifted Bronson onto his shoulders and delivered the bear bomb on Henry. So Anthony Henry, man, the guy he wrestles a lot, but he never wins, and he's not signed. So pain. Amy Sakura picked up a victory. Hey, with the. Tiger driver for the victory. Trent Beretta mm-hmm. defeated undefeated, not Ryan Nemeth. So, yeah, uh, this was pretty quick, too. Peter Avalon hit the ring and tried to take out Trent, but it wasn't successful. Rocky Romero came down, chased Nevin, uh, Nemeth Wait, and Avalon. Did you miss the George Over and Angelico match in there? Maybe I did. Yeah, I don't think I have that written down. So yeah, George Joel and Angelico took on Baron Black and some other jobber. And this was the match that that uh, image of Baron Black being pissed that he was still 0-49 uh, came from. 
Gotta I'm sure you saw on Twitter. Uh, uh, Kurt Hawkins story with that. And also, not to interrupt further, but there was no match graphic at 34 minutes and 50 seconds into the video. Go ahead and continue with the Ryan Nemeth thing. Um, so I'm assuming this is setting up a tag match for next week between Nemeth and Avalon versus Brett and Rocky Romero. Cool for them getting Romero work in uh, so, many, so much dark. Good, good for that. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Sky Blue defeated Amber Nova. This was kind of what it was. Uh, Amber Nova is in limbo, bro. She has been for a while. Yeah, and uh, I, th- I think Nova. She's she's wrestled here a few times. She, she I think yep. she's getting better every single time. So good for her. Probably this is perfectly fine. Uh, Shivani interviewed Blue after the Shani. match. Expressed gratitude about growing in a role in the company during the last few months. We just need to get her in a feud. The LA Dojo, Alex Coughlin, Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, Yu Uemura, and Kevin Knight. Defeated the factory. QT Marshall, Aaron Sola, Nick Camarado, Brick Aldridge, and Blake Lee. And I gotta say, I like man, Brick Aldridge, but that Brick Aldridge getting on the show. Agreed. I I love the factory uh, getting more members in there uh, for for dark and whatnot. And even though it was messy at given points of the match, this was a lot of fun. And I actually really enjoyed this. This see to me, this is taking advantage of dark. This has been a dark storyline. It. They clearly shot it all at the tapings, and it's, you know, this is week three of it, and it worked, man. Um, and it gives some of these New Japan uh, young lions the opportunity to show what they can do, maybe when they don't necessarily get the opportunity to do that when they get on matches over in New Japan stuff, like because of the way that. And I gotta say, there's only really one of the guys in that dojo that I thought wasn't like too good. I'm not gonna pick on him, but you know, a lot of people are doing really good, and. Kevin Knight to me stood out a lot. I think for the this is this is to me the Kevin Knight like coming out match. I was like, God damn, okay, young man, I, I see what you're doing there. Look good. I, I, yeah, I liked what I saw out of him last week, but I definitely liked him in this match a lot. Um, I love that QT Marshall feels like a granddad to these guys for some reason. It's, it's <laughs> weird to me. <laughs> yeah, QT's definitely a, giving out those dad vibes. We get a pure championship match: Wheeler Yuta versus Josh Woods. This should have main evented. Why is a title match not main eventing? That doesn't even make sense. This main evented the tapings, but didn't main event the show. So even Dasha said for your main event. And I was like, oh, cool. We're about to get a 40-minute fucking match. Um, Yeah, this, this pure title, man. It's just... I remember saying, even though I, I, I like no the Wheeler wanted, the title's work. rules are just... So, it hamstrings it so much. It does, man. And to do this at... at dark and universal where there's just no crowd reaction as is this is actually kind of tough to watch um i'm gonna be straight up i probably zoned out a lot too because i was just kind of over it i'm not gonna lie same thing i did the same thing during the mercedes match and i like both of them that's agreed, the agreed. and it's just damn man yeah this uh and i like josh woods like i really like josh woods like the match that they had at uh at uh, supercard of honor was actually incredible this was not that like I did have some no. notes from the match, though. I love the way that Taz talks about wrestling holds like jujitsu, like because yeah. it is, but it isn't. Um, but the crowd just was not into this. The, the whole, no. the both title matches lacked any energy at all. And this being at dark, I mean, <laughs> they got to get the fuck out of Universal. I feel like we say that every week, but dude, whew, man, that is a rough crowd. Um, after the match, you to cut a promo talking about his work has just begun as ROH Pure Champion. I'm fine with that. Oh, also, as they did just run back the match. same gimmick that their match at Supercard of Honor had, which was that Yuta ran out of, of rope breaks, which 
Yeah, he used his third one. Yeah. But there's not really much that you can do beyond that. You know what I mean? Like, so they really need to change the rules of that title or just get rid of it. I think it's it, as weird as that is to say, even though Wheeler is still holding it, like, I just don't know what you do with it. It's it's such a weird championship with all those stipulations attached to it. Like, yeah. And at least, so our actual main event of Dark itself, not of the Dark tapings. So in front of a live crowd, we had Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee defeating Chaos Project. I mean, these guys are just so fucking good in the ring. The crowd was into them. I, I will swerve in our glory is such a fucking fun tag team, man. I, I don't know if they're calling themselves. They got to come up with a better name than that. I think that's just the t-shirt name right now because it's not the act. They're not getting billed as that, like even on the double or nothing card. But man, you know, just so much energy comes into the room when they step in. So, so yeah, that was a uh, elevation and dark. Let's fly right into Dynamite there, good brother. And we open up with Samoa Joe versus the Joker. Oh, I just came up with the team the team the team name and they're probably not gonna use this now because I just came up with it. Uh, how about the House of Glory? I would I'm down with that. I'm I'm game anyway. with that. Then you can make a horror spinoff called the House of Gory. Hey. All right. Gord Buster? Anyway, um so, Samoa Joe versus the Joker, and it ends up being Johnny Elite, which I I know for a fact we made a joke on that if we debuted in AEW, be Johnny Elite. I know probably hundreds of thousands of others did, but that's kind of funny that he actually was. Um, Bro, no, didn't you see on Twitter this was Johnny Gargano? Yeah, what was it, AEW on TNT or something? <laughs> uh, yeah, man, this Johnny Gargano is here. No, he's not, dumbass. He got a hell of a reaction, but again, I think part of that was people thought it was Gargano. But that's okay. I mean, look. I, I, me, I'm not going to lie. When Johnny Elite first came up, I did too because we also made the joke that he was going to be Johnny Elite. <laughs> yeah. And, excuse me. I'm now, per, I'm now purely convinced if Gargano ever de- does debut for WWE because now Johnny Elite's taken, he's going to be Johnny Wrestling. <laughs> Just purely. <laughs> and I got to say, this, uh, this to me is a perfect joker, right? Everyone knows him. He doesn't have to win. He is a winner in like every company that he's gone to in his career. Everyone knows this guy. He's a veteran. So we had been saying, and and you can go back and check the taste. We're not, we're not saying this out of our ass that Britt Baker and Samoa Joe probably had to win these matches. Yeah. Especially Britt. Like you could have probably pulled something here where lethal like does something, but I don't think they wanted to do that in this tournament. So Samoa Joe, defeated the joker who was johnny elite he didn't get an all elite graphic i don't think he's probably not actually signed right no this is maybe a one-off i would think a one-off or maybe he'll jump into a feud in a couple months i don't know but look just uh, welcome to the company i i love uh what what did he go by johnny mundo uh johnny mundo this guy is a fucking johnny five star kicks ass dude he kicks ass now, that, now, I, I will say, I don't think these guys had the chemistry. He's got to be going back to Impact, right? Realistically. I doubt it, man. I think he's just doing... You don't think so? Luchador. Yeah, no. I think he's just wrestling Mexico. Triple A? And hey, hey, I remember Johnny this from uh, his time on Big Brother. Uh, Luchasaurus, this is his best friend. So, I'm sure he's glad he's in the company, too. Him and Ryan Nemeth, those are like his boys, dude. So, good for them. You know, I'll always root for Luchasaurus. Shout out Austin, the good brother on Big Brother. There's always just going to be that special love for Luchasaurus because of that. And yeah, his best friends in the company now, at least whether it's who knows for what it is, but yeah, man, uh, 
the starship pain looked good, but the chemistry was a little off. But I think they got the right result, and it was with the muscle buster. Garrett, anything else to got to you? The Joker, all this, eh, the whole shebang. Um, a lot more striking in this match than I would have thought because just because I don't usually associate, um, you know, uh, uh, Morrison with that. But I mean, you know, either way, like I, I that was fine. Um, I think if they're gonna do some one-off matches with them, it'd be fun if they did. Uh, now that they can, they've freed up to do this. Now they could do him versus Jeff Hardy. That'd be kind of fun. Um, he hit a. There was a nice shoulder tackle spot at one point. Um, they missed the 450 splash, which sucks, but oh well. Um, but it's kind of weird that he did come in and lose. That is a little bit weird if you look at it on paper as like a surprise debut of a new guy and he loses. It just doesn't make any sense. You just you have I think to pick the right well for us potentially seeing Taya Valkyrie at some point. You know what I mean? Um, because of the connection there. But I mean, like, it doesn't necessarily guarantee that either. So it's like, you know, the, I like what this opportunity is. This opens up. But this could literally just be a one-off match and and not have anything else happen. And it's like, oh yeah, I guess I guess John Morrison technically was an AEW at some point. Weird before he went over to AAA or wherever yeah, he, he goes. Yeah, he had a quick you know match I mean? at his Johnny Elite, and you know. He wrestled Samoa Joe. Out, you know? Yeah, it was like, a pretty good match. It had some weird moments, but it worked. Um, so, yeah. I would I mean, love it if he just let his 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 girlfriend wrestle and he just lived off that. That would be awesome. It would be the greatest Bachelor move of all time. It would be pretty great. But I got to say, I, I'm very glad. that To me, this is a better Joker than I probably could have picked because I like this much more than Miro losing. Personally. I'd rather Miro have a push again when he comes back instead of losing to Joe here. It makes me think that we're getting Miro at double or nothing. I'd love it. I would love it. And so um, let's get into after the match. Uh, Lethal, Dutton, and Singh rush the ring and attack Joe. But best friends come down to make the save. The heels retreat and Joe covers in the ring. I mean, same story. We know how this goes. We then see Jeff Hardy backstage and Hardy's been medically cured, cleared to face Adam Cole tonight. The Jacksons walk in, tell Hardy to take the night off and rest his body because if he doesn't, Adam Cole will beat him. Matt Hardy appears as if Jeff will be fine because he's a Hardy, not a Hardy cosplayer. Whew. Matt Hardy warns that the Jacksons, <laughs> I love calling them that instead of the Young Bucks, and tells <laughs> them involved, they better not get involved in Jeff's match tonight or else they'll be sentenced to the slaughterhouse and buried in the river. Uh, the Bucks exit, and we head <laughs> to a commercial break. The slight improvision there. Bro, we have to get Broken Matt confronting Dan Housen at some point. It has to happen. I, yes. Dan Housen, yeah, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Billion times, <laughs> yes. Um. So, yeah, I mean, we've been covering that story. Two line. ancient entities collide. Right. Dan Housen versus Matt Hardy. So, and then we had the Keith Lee. Wonderful! We had the Takeshita and Hangman match, which was awesome. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus the Workhorsemen. So, building their resume. Uh, the whole point of this match was after it, they're, they're in the top five rankings. Cool. Uh, so, so let me just note one thing. This is going to be the second title match in the Luchasaurus or the Luchasaurus, the Lucha the, the Lucha, the Jurassic Express I can, I can, uh, title reign that's going to be a triple threat tag team match now, I don't know that that's necessarily a problem but I just, I thought I'd point it out well, to me yeah, that's fine, to me I, what I thought was a little egregious was uh, the fact they were like well, we don't normally do this but we're going to challenge you um <clears throat> so what you did with Red Dragon 
Okay. Gotcha. I, you don't normally also, do that. Also, also, literally what Ricky Starks and, and Hobbs did last week or two weeks ago or whatever yeah. it was. So, I mean, this is just setting up it that match. feel a little bit forced that we were getting swervingly in there, but it also would have felt weird though if they weren't involved because they never exactly. resolved the thing with them and Ricky and Hobbs. So, yeah, I like it. I think I'm glad. I'm. This is a tag. This is. I did not expect the tag title to go this this route three months ago, but I'm glad it did because I do think the jungle uh, the Jurassic Express will lose the titles. I don't know who to who yet though, and that makes me excited. Um. So yeah, uh, as you kind of talked about, belts. I mean, anything you want to cover from the match? I mean, it was pretty quick, right? And that finisher was beautiful. Yeah, there's, there's not much there. Yeah, Anthony Henry is no longer green hair. Didn't help him from getting squashed. Uh, yeah, changed the hair color. It didn't help. Rough, uh, rough run for that guy. Maybe you should change the tights next. He hasn't. I mean, I think he's literally wrestled like six matches in the past eight weeks, and he's lost every one of them. I don't think Anthony Henry's won. I can't think of a match he's won. No, he hasn't. Uh, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. Hey, you know what? Hey, good for you, Henry. Shout out uh, 205 Live, Asher Hale. That was who he was. Man, 205 Live was fun. Anthony Green, all those guys, dude. I would love to go back and uh, watch like a 205 Live. Bro, if I had like a billion dollars right now, I'd start a promotion with all the old Cruiserweight guys. Like our Ari Davari would have been mine instantly. It would have been oh, no question. Good. We then see Tony Schiavone backstage, Red Velvet and Chris. That Schiavone. Red says she's now with the baddies. Things have changed for her. Easy enough. Chris also says she's changed. She's taking the Owen Hart Cup. TBS champ Jade Cargill appears, and they say it's funny that Red somehow convinced the alien girl that they're friends. Cargill and Red exit, and then we head back to commercial break. I like them addressing that those two did have a past together as friends. It's simple. A lot of places, you know, we're used to wrestling kind of just ignoring the past, and not in AEW. That does not happen. So, yeah, I mean... Just a quick little interview. Now, Garrett, I'm very curious on your thoughts on this. The 10 Lashes segment. No um, way to no way to talk about this other than to say, uh, my God, Wardlow no sold the Lashes, and I love that decision. Yeah. You don't have so, to copy the Cody Rhodes storyline, bro, with how dramatic and beautiful that was. Fucking Wardlow no sold this shit, and it made MJF even more furious. Go ahead. What were you yes. thinking? Um, yeah, no, I, that's the thing I took away from this was it was like Wardlow just had to like do his best to not sell it at all, and which you know that was difficult hurt. cause you know, MJF's not going to not lay it into you cause he's going to do his best to make it as realistic as possible. And that's why he was able to genuinely react like that because he was probably pissed that he was just no selling it, but hitting him with that and at least a little bit. And so the whole segment was basically MJF and uh, Sean Spears also shout out, did some great job reacting. Um, like um, his, like I actually thought there was a moment where Wardlow, like when he turns after that one lash where he was going to like, you know, break and they were going to actually like put the match off somehow, which they could do when the storyline like, they could push it to another pay-per-view and say, oh, now there's more conditions or something like that, you know? I don't think people would like that, but I think they could convincingly do it, you know? Um, and I think people don't realize that as much as Wardlow needs this... Wardlow could lose and they could continue the storyline, like, and then go to, like, a Lights Out match or something. You know what I mean? Like... They could. Um, that's a realistic possibility because in AEW, like, at any point, whatever you think is supposed to happen, I think it's, like, almost like it's gone. It's weird. AEW at one point would have never been 
booked like this probably, but it's now kind of feels like it's reached the point where they, you know, how sometimes in WWE they'll do the wrong thing just to just try and surprise you. Like, I feel like we haven't reached there yet with AEW, but eventually they're going to get there because there's only so many new ideas you can come up with, you know, like they already started doing DQs, you know, like, so it's like how long before they start doing the wrong decisions? I don't know, but I'm really excited to see um, this, this match at double or nothing. It's going to be awesome. Um, Agreed. And I don't imagine it's going to be a very long match because I assume Wardlow's just going to kill him, you know? I am down with that. Um, yeah, so cool. I, I really like this segment. <laughs> the ninth lash caught him on the neck a little bit, and that was the only one that got a reaction. But I, I, I truly don't think he probably could have held that one in. He, he was already so bruised up and fucking basically bleeding. What's funny about that is, I don't know, maybe MJF went a little high on purpose, or was that Spears that did that one? It Whoever did that Spears one. that did that one. Whoever did that one, I think, went a little high on purpose. And I don't even know if it even hurt Wardlow. It may not have. I think just it might have just been one of those things where he knew like right there was the right moment to react like nine in that's believable. You know what and I mean? Like, even face cool, like though. that. Yeah. It was really good. So, uh, back from the break, Trent Brett and Rocky Mero backstage. Trent says, are back. Vice is back full time. And Rocky says he and Trent want the ring of honor, IWGP and AW tag team titles. And Trent challenges FTR for the ROH tag titles. I mean, we're, we're both fans of Rapungi vice. So cool. Right. Although Rapungi I did find vice. it. Chuck Taylor was like uh, talking about how Trent just broke up with him live on the air. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That yeah, I don't know, like, That was pretty funny. That's yeah, funny. I, I mean, they're, they're trying. I mean, it is kind of silly that they do just break up the best friends, but I mean, like, whatever. Well, see, we talk about faction. people in limbo. Exactly. The best friends, that entire faction is literally the death. Yeah. Well, do you know what the sad thing is? Is like I even said this as soon as they brought in Rocky. He's the better tag team partner for, for Trent, but it's just like they obviously wanted to do something with him and Chuck Taylor. But like if you even listen to them in interviews, they didn't all like the three of them, him, Chuck, and Cassidy did not want to be together as a group. So it, you know, for the be- for the for better or worse, it's probably better for all of them. But I you know, I did enjoy them as a tag team, but obviously Rapungi Vice is a better tag team. And I just, what do you think that means? They're going to straight up sign Rocky and just say, this is our guy now. Cause I, it feels like that's what they're going to do. He's probably just one of those guys. Like, see, I'd imagine with how much they let, like, I shouldn't say let, he's probably under contract. Like, will you to work for new Japan strong or Brody King for new Japan strong? They were like, yeah, well, Romero, he's primarily in the States right now. We're just going to let him work here. I'm sure they have some side deals, you know? So we then had the Kyle O'Reilly Phoenix tournament or tournament match which we talked about. Good result there. So we get the face to face between Chris Jericho and William Regal. Um, God, there's 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 a lot to talk about here. Uh, long story short, we take away some of the some of the bigger points here. Uh, Jericho just has a super ego. Regal knows it. There's a lot of like uh, just kind of making fun of each other here. Um. Regal, <laughs> he talked about shoving Jericho's toothbrush up his ass. Uh, and then Daniel Garcia goes to talk to him. And he's he like, called Daniel Garcia flower. That was amazing. In the greatest William Regal line ever. Will flower. I did it to yours this week. Oh, dude. Uh, they challenged him to a stadium stampede. Moxley said, get the fuck out of here with that stupid shit. Thank God. Improvising a little bit there. Dude, how many me- How many times have I memed on that match on this podcast? Hey, I think it works for the pandemic. It will not work for a lot. He even it. said that in his promo. That was a different time. They needed Agreed. that at the time. Agreed. They don't need it now. 
It's bullshit. So I think this is a good this is a good match here for the tournament or for the uh paper. So it's gonna be anarchy in the arena, is what it's gonna be. Yeah, so I mean, there's a so lot it's going to be a stadium road. stampede, but probably a little less like half baked. You know, I'm it's guessing. It's probably going to be in the ring. They'll probably get some ladders out, some weapons, lots of blood. This is going to be your bloody match. This and the Hangman CM Punk match. Probably going to get bloody. So cool. Uh, you know what this means, though, Garrett? And I yeah. uh, get your tingles ready. Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson are going to be wrestling each other in this match. And I guarantee you. There is going to be a spot where those guys just fucking go back and forth, probably in the center of the ring, getting all the attention, and I'm fucking ready. You know what would be a bold move for uh, Tony Khan? What's that? It would to be to show to have Daniel Garcia come out with the uh, with the um, PWG Championship. Dude, I would love that, but I don't think it'll happen. You know, Excalibur would he too. Hasn't. Oh, yeah. Excalibur would pop. He would so pop. He should do it and not tell Excalibur. So Excalibur pops. Because then you probably have to talk about how the House of Black have the tag titles. I mean, look, I'd be cool with it, but I, I don't think they would. Not nah, too many titles already, but I would love it just for one off. That'd be awesome. Agreed. But yeah, I mean, this is just a fun little promo. If you haven't seen this promo and you're like, wait, they're talking about shoving toothbrushes up their ass. It was a little cringy. I hate that word, but yeah. I mean, it wasn't great, but I think at the end when Moxley started talking, they really started selling at home. And obviously Kingston. Bro, you know. fucking William Regal's going to knock you out. I wouldn't say shit like that about him. Hold on. But yeah, <laughs> it, it worked for what it was. I, I, I'm very surprised. No mention of Yuta either. So Yeah, he's just gone. Yuta just teleported out of the universe. Just, he, every, he, he, he got sucked through the forbidden door. Literally. So I guess uh, if you're not a smart wrestling fan, you have no idea where he is. I when I say that, I'm not meaning literally. That's kind of what they just say. Like, oh, they expect all the AEW artists to be smart fans as well. So if you don't know where Yuta is, uh, GG. Maybe they How think the he got fired. Here? Maybe they think he got <laughs> fired. Uh, we then see Dante Martin and Matt Seidel backstage. Seidel sounds like he's reading off a fucking printer again. Challenges Blackpool Combat Club to a match Friday on Rampage, and we head to commercial break. How is it Matt Seidel has been – you know what? I'm not going to pick on the guy, but – He's what, probably a 20 year veteran, maybe even more. And the guy just still sounds like he's reading off a piece of paper. Hey, man, you got to do those flips, man. You know, we then get the next Joker match Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus the Joker, Maki Ito. So, Garrett, we were wondering, we we're like, how could uh, we figured it'd be a debut and a return? I personally got them mixed up. I thought the men's would be a debut, women or uh, men's would be a return, women's debut. I never even thought of this. The return of Maki Ito. Against I saw this teased up like a week before. They were like, yeah. oh, is this going to be the Joker? And I was like, ah, maybe. But then I thought it was more likely, like you, like you said, it was going to be the other way. But, dude, I love this little psycho former idol chick. This was awesome. I love this. This, this is right up my alley because of what I, I'm like, like. For those of you that don't know. I'm literally a VTuber, which is literally right in line with like idol culture. Not what I do, but like an associated acts in the VTubing space are like literally a part of Japanese idol culture. So this to me was like a nice little like crossing over of the streams a little bit. Yeah. Um, I dude, love that she fired up by concussing herself. That was awesome. Um, and then I'm, I'm really excited for Tony Storm versus Britt Baker. That should be a really fun match. I am too. And I got to say, man, this to me. Is a perfect. This is the perfect girl to bring in. Like, 
it doesn't hurt her to lose to Britt Baker. They're, they're former tag partners, and it fits a good story. She wrestled a fun match, and my God, talk about embracing your character, dude. Letting her sing like that, and just, I love it, man. I, this, to me, is, is, this is called, this is letting the wrestler be who they want to be, right? Because there's a lot of people that probably don't understand what's going on, and they don't get it. And they probably immediately hated it. Oh, I, I imagine there are Japanese, like even Joshi wrestling fans that are like, what the fuck is this? That don't even like know what, like what the whole idol culture thing is like. Yeah, bro. And it works, man. This was such a nice like change of pace for me. It's not going to, it's going to hit so wrong for everybody else. But I just loved this so much because it lined up with my day to day life so much. And the good news is it seems like most of the crowd liked it. So that's, that's at least what I'm happy about. Even if they didn't, they gave it a shot. So basically, she went up for the top looking for the diving headbutt. Baker slid out, and she hit the pump kick before locking in the lockjaw, and Ito taps. So after the match, Tony Storm makes her way down to the ring, and they stare at each other. So this is kind of a match we've been teed up for a few months. The day Tony Storm got released, Britt Baker posted a picture of her. I mean, I, I, I feel like we've been, you know, getting ready for this. And then we got to jump into this, Garrett. Oh, man. I did not like this. Tony Schiavone's in the ring with Dustin Rhodes. Tony says, AEW's three-year anniversary show. Serena Deeb makes her way down. She heard that Dustin Rhodes said he has no she has no chance to beat AEW Women's Champion Donna Rosa. Calls them idiots. Serena says she had to get breast implants to pr- impress old perverts so she can get more opportunities. When she shaved her head, she got no respect. You might be like, oh my god, on paper this sounds great. It was something with the delivery. Like the promo, I think she gets nervous sometimes, man. Like I don't know if that's what it is, but it like, be, but in a vacuum, this promo hits all the right notes. It makes so much sense. She can cut a good promo. I think this, you know what it is, man. It's the same problem they had a bunch of times with Britt Baker. They should have pulled the trigger on the story like three weeks ago. You know, like, yeah, and I mean, even that. I feel like this is the right time for this feud. It's just. No, it's too. It's they didn't build it up at all. All the they just, notes they, they teased it, and it's been off TV for the last couple of weeks, basically. Like, well, that and their promos were just as oh, the thing. I mean, their it hasn't been were, working, and they needed to work it on TV, doing something like even Nyla Rose still felt like it made sense because she just attacked her. But like, we haven't even really had that with Serena. She just doesn't like that Thunder Rosa is champion, and she's not, which I guess is a story. But it's not. I really think our a story. best bet here is they can go out there and have a hell of a match, and hopefully that's what we like. And, and, and what? Okay, explain to me, Charlie. As great as this promo sounds on paper, what does Thunder Rosa have to do with any of that? She's literally what Serena Deeb would have been if she just won the title sooner. But that's not what they're going with. It doesn't seem like anyway. You know, like yeah, I don't I, know. I. I yeah, I mean, they got a week to figure it out, so I don't, I don't have high hopes for this feud. Serena cracked her over the head with the title. I mean, I, I, again, and I was, like walked out with it or whatever. Like, at least they never showed her putting it back on 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 a Thunder Rosa, which they might have should have done. So, let's get into this main event: Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy. I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one. Uh, well, what did you think of all this this match as our main event? <sighs> So Adam Cole hit the sneak attack. Um, it was a way shorter match than I expected. The commercials throughout um, all of the show felt kind of intrusive on Dynamite. Like they felt like it interrupted some matches at points. Nine fifty three p.m. again, and the show ended with chaos going off the air. Um, that's all I have written down in this one. Like it's not, you know, it was, it was fine. You know, I, I, this is kind of why I was like, why did you have Jeff Hardy? 
win because like anybody else against Darby Allen, you know, um, and you can and have it makes or, sorry. Question even more because Darby was off TV this week and Jeff clearly is already in a feud. And, and so like, you know, Dar- just Darby versus Adam Cole on paper just sounds like a better match too, but maybe they just didn't care. I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe it feels more like an Owen match to Jeff me. Hardy, Adam, they're probably trying to hit all the Jeff Hardy dream matches for him before he leaves. Yeah. This, I don't know, this man. Is not just, gonna, this, this guy's not going to be here all of 2020. Something get more time much. than it should have. Did they, cause it felt like, Kanosuke and Adam Page got a lot of time. Like, oh yeah, well deserved. And I mean, O'Reilly and Fish did, or uh, and Phoenix did too. So, and maybe that's where all yeah, the time I'm, went. I don't know. I'm with you on this. Uh, this was perfectly fine for what it was, right? I mean, we asked, yeah, no, it wasn't bad. It just was about like the, it didn't. Uh, Adam Cole overexposed thing, and I believe he's wrestled six weeks in a row now. Get him off TV. Let's uh, yeah. So fucking Christ. We're a week oh, out from the pay-per-view and we still oh, have Adam off Christ. TV. I mean, and Adam Cole is wrestling on the pay-per-view in the finals against either Kyle O'Reilly or Samoa Joe, which we'll talk about at the end of the show here. So either or then, is going to be um, an incredible match. So I think, I think this match is perfectly fine. Uh, For how good is Joe versus O'Reilly going to be? <sighs> oh, it's going to hump. So yeah, man, um, the boom, the one, two, three, uh, there was a lot of shenanigans after the match, but yeah, I mean, over or under, or in a thumbs up, thumbs down world, I gotta give Dynamite a thumbs up because we might have had See? my favorite Dynamite match of the year on it with Takeshita and Hangman. <laughs> it's up there, say the least. So, didn't Meltzer give it like sixty-seven stars or something? Like, you know, I really wish I had that pulled up. It was like four and a half, I think. Yeah, which is absurd because uh, I'm just gonna say why because I don't think Brian Danielson has had a four and a half star or higher match since he's been on. AEW, which if that says anything about Melton, yeah, I, I don't know what the, him and he had a really good one with Omega. I can't remember what I think was. they only got four. I'm not even kidding. Like, it's possible. I, I can't remember. I genuinely I think Danielson took them down a star or two. That's which because of Meltzer, like literally not because he's bad, but because Meltzer doesn't give people that aren't his favorites stars. Like, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's uh. Pretty interesting what we got going on here, buddy. So, all right. All right let's get to Rampage. Rampage. House of Black versus Dark Order 10. Evil Uno and Fuego Del Sol. I mean, this... Uh, they did the classic Rampage thing. Entrances are on YouTube, and we kick off in the ring. I, I To me, I love that. It, it fits for a one-hour show. We don't need five minutes of entrances to open our show. Let's kick it off in the ring. Fuego sold his ass off here. <laughs> Yeah, you got to respect Fuego, man. I mean, that guy, he gets the shit kicked out of him. Like, I love the way they shoot House of Black in the ring, dude. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. And this is kind of all over the place as a match, though. I mean, all over the place as a match, but it, it covered all the bases, right? This was the first match all night. So if they're assuming, you know, Dynamite and Rampage, this was the first match all night where you just had six people in the ring going batshit. And this was fucking fast. Furious, but oh my! Hey, was there even any? God. Was there any? The Gonzo bomb on Evil Uno from Brody King, bro, bro. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, the the House of Black is so fucking good. It's so good. The uh, the way they shot the three moves that they hit at the end, like this, it's just so good. They're like, it's like. 
Yes, please give me more. I wish they used House of Black more. It's like they take a couple months off every now and then, like where they're not really being it used. It feels like it, but I think they were just setting up the post match here. Funny enough, when we get Death Triangle, they're back and healthy. They left the tombstone on the ramp. Death Triangle versus House of Black and Garrett. I that is my most anticipated match at uh, Double or Nothing. Come on, bro. Nope. Hardy's versus fucking yeah. <laughs> versus you, you're no. not. Uh, All right. No, dude, that match is not going to be the one that they had at Supercard of Honor. No way. Nah, that match is going to fuck. You think? Okay. Okay. Hey, I actually didn't. Okay, we'll get into that. I'm ex- hey, I'm excited for the match too. Don't don't. Nah, bro, the fucking Young Bucks could wrestle a paper bag and it would be good. Let's be honest. To this day, I've never seen them have a bad match. I will always I I, I will sell that about them. Um, so yeah, we get that out to the match. Cool, cool, fun opener. Max Caster and Gun Club were backstage wishing a speedy recovery to Anthony Bowens. So, uh, <laughs> I love this. I love this tag team. So, uh, Colton and Austin are always going, Hey, daddy, what can you help us with? And then Max goes, Yeah, daddy, what can we do next? Uh, <laughs> and then Billy Gunn puts his arm around Max Caster and says, Well, son. We're going to have a scissor party. <laughs> well, on paper, that sounds so fucking ridiculous, but I love it. I um, love how Billy Gunn is just going with it, too. No is. shame. Did you have a uh, Max Caster calling Billy Gunn daddy on your bingo card? Because I didn't. I did not. I did not. <laughs> oh, this is – it works because they're – Although Max Caster might have had it on his, but I mean – He might have. And, you know, I know some people, they just – they really hate the gun club. But they love Max Caster, so maybe this will Why? put the gun club in a new light. I don't know, actually. It's just they get a little heat. Colton Gun is so good. Beyond me, man. Um, we get FTR backstage being interviewed by Shivani, accepting the challenge of Rapungi Vice for the ROH Tag Team Championships. So we had Sean. Explain to me, Charlie, how you have FTR on your roster and you don't use them every week. It's just a tough week to get them on. Tough. Uh, I can I can see this week. I'll give him that. I mean, uh, anyway, it's because the tournament. Yeah. Um, Sean Spears versus a giant. So Sean Spears, as we know, is the giant killer. And Garrett, I don't know how this didn't make its way onto Twitter. Maybe it did. I didn't see it. So I, when I, I this thought, had to be in the spoilers because I know I definitely avoided right? rampage spoilers this week for a reason because I knew there was going to be some stuff in there but I didn't know what I just knew it felt like a week there was going to be spoilers I don't know why but for some um, reason I did not see anything about this and he faced Big Demo cool man yeah. so this is a good I like the idea of bringing in Big Demo like they did Andrew Everett a few months back for uh, Sean Spears because mm-hmm. a lot of us know Big Demo whether it's from NXT. Whether it's from WCPW, whether it's from just the Irish wrestling or the European wrestling in general, and they need to bring in Rampage. Yeah, dude. And Actually, I don't know, like I might have had some issues, but still, so Sean Spears kind of beat the shit out of him. Um, and they gave Damo a bit though. He didn't like no sell. He no sell. No, 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 some no stuff, exactly. And you know, good for him. Good for Damo because you know, obviously, he's not. He wasn't going to be a joke or anything like that. Because uh, unfortunately for him, he just didn't have the career. In WWE, like he probably hoped he had. I mean, because Sanity. Can I say something, though, about this? This little yeah. mini build with Sean Spears and Wardlow to this cage match? Yeah. They have actually, like, without even, I think, meaning to, made Sean Spears look like a fucking beast by just one-shotting all these fucking giants. Like, I fully agree with you, dude. Like, he feels like a monster killer now. I'm excited for the match. 
And like, I, how is this even like, possible that, that they managed to build up Sean Spears as a credible threat to Wardlow within like two weeks or something? Like, and it works, man. He he hit the C four. Uh, Damon went for that Vader bomb. This this was fine, dude. This was probably sub five minutes. So after the match, Spears said that he's Wardlow's kryptonite, saying that Wardlow will be locked in a cage with the giant killer. Cool, man. Just evolving his character because, you know, Sean Spears, he's clearly a guy that loves the business and he loves wrestling. So good for him. Um, We get a backstage interview, the Undisputed Elite, talking about their actions on Sting. O'Reilly says that it'll be an honor to face Adam Cole in the Owen Cup Finals. The Young Bucks challenge the Hardys to a match at Double or Nothing. They're pretty much making fun of Brandon, calling him Landon. They briefly touched on Kyle versus Adam Cole. Do you think if that is the final, they're going to mention at all that they've had a blood feud before? They've, they've, yeah, that they've fought. I mean, I would be shocked they if they didn't. They had a legitimate blood feud, like attacking him in public. There blood was an views. infamous There's shot where Kyle was training at, a, at another gym, and Adam Cole snuck into the gym and beat the shit out of him. Great. I mean, that was a great feud, by the way. Probably one of the last views I watched in NXT, like super when I super watched it. But yeah, man, great. Uh, was one of the last uh, feuds in NXT proper, period. Yeah, literally. So yeah, man, cool, cool, cool. Owen Hart Cup quarterfinal. Chris Statlander versus Red Velvet with Mark Sterling, Kira Hogan, and Jade Cargill. Garrett, you take this one away for you. Yeah, so like I keep saying over and over again, every single match in the Owen Hart tournament has been ridiculous. Um, and Red Velvet versus Grit Statlander was no exception. It started out on the mat wrestling a little bit. Red Velvet decided she wanted to do a little more of that sort of flippy high fly stuff that she sort of does, even though she's a heel now, whatever, it doesn't matter. She doesn't have another style of wrestling that she can like really, she, she wrestles a certain way. Um, Chris Statlander they made look like an absolute beast in this because she was just able to throw red velvet around in a way that she can't necessarily do with some of the other women because they're, you know, closer to her in size. Um, you know, um, I, I, I liked how, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I believe Ruby Soho was on commentary for this. Was she not? Um, yes, she was. I, I wanted to make sure I got that right. And I like how Ruby Soho just kind of sold everything on commentary as like she wasn't really expecting Chris Statlander to be this strong. And even toward the end was starting to say, well, actually, I kind of would prefer Red Velvet to win. Even though she's not really, you've been doing wrestlers usually don't say that. She kind of implied it. Um, and I like that. Velvet sold the absolute shit out of the schoolboy into the German. Yes, um, she did. Like, oh my God, that could have won the match. And I'd have been like, yep, that's good. Even though it was too early in the match. Like that was incredible. Um... Yeah, the match has just been. Or sorry, the Owen tournament has just been special, man. On on both sides, like on, it's I just agree. Like, and so something we talked about last week, we we're like, well, even though Karushita is not in this spot, I think since they're using Statlander, they're probably going to go with the same result they were planning for Shida. Now, I originally thought it would have been Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker in the final. So if they have Chris Statlander go to the final, I'd be a little impressed. But I, I wouldn't be upset about it. I'm still it. rooting for, for fucking Ruby, man. I still think she can win this. I think this Ruby and Tony and then, Storm would be an awesome final. Or Ruby and well, Britt. And let Ruby get that win. Let her get the win back. Now that she, Britt's not champion. And you know now we can start a build for Ruby. Whether it's for Thunder or Jade. We, hey, we might add the first tease towards it here. But. Not, it has to be her versus Tony because if it's not, then we're gonna have her backstage with Tony Storm or Tony Storm with, with Tony Schiavone being like Britt Baker sleeping with somebody in the back again. We don't need that a third oh, time. Shit. <laughs> oh, shit, might be right, might be right. 
But yeah, dude, um, I got to say, Red Velvet here from the Willow Nightingale match, which I just – there was a lot of problems that I had with that match a few weeks back at the qualifier. Uh-huh. That was my least favorite qualifying match. To this, it's night and day. I think this is my favorite Red Velvet match of date, like to the date. And incredible. I still like the match, yeah, with Layla personally. Agreed. It, it was a good one. But um, Red Velvet here, dude, also big week for her. Uh, at the Warner Brothers Discovery like media thing they did for for when they were going through their weekly television on Wednesday, obviously Warner Brothers' leading show is AEW. Red Velvet was the cover star that they used at this giant presentation in front of all the investors and everything. So good for her. And Hell yeah. So after the match, we had some beatdowns, and you could have called this. Anna Jay hits the ring. They're going to do a one-week setup between Anna Jay and fucking Jade Cargill just because they have no one on the same level as Jade. So they're going to shoehorn Anna Jay in. To Remember how I said undefeated paper. streaks never work? You got to build up someone to beat her, and you can't do that in one week. So, No, I'm just saying. I, Jade I, is I, going to crush her. and I, You I, would not be in this position with Jade right now if you had done it the way that I keep saying you should have done it. Jade is in the same spot as Roman Reigns. You're going to have to build someone up to beat her. And right now, that person but does she's not the mid card title. She's in the same spot as like Austin Theory. Like that's what she's at right now. It's yeah, but I don't think. See, they don't. But she's as important as Roman Reigns. You're not wrong about that. She's exactly. a more credible champion than Rosa at this point. Not because of anything Rosa did, or because it's just the way they book things. Like. Yeah. Hey. Hey. She might be starting off a fucking historic legacy for this TBS title that. We're about to get into that the TNT title is not experiencing. Now, what's going to happen is Jade's going to hold that title for like 600 days and then they're going to retire it. And it's going to be like, oh, oops. Oops. Training montage. Hookhausen and Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. I mean, nothing. Got nothing for that. Cool. It was funny. Simp Mark Sterling. It looks like he can actually wrestle. Yeah, he does. So, Lambert, Sky. He's a suplex, so. Yeah. So... Uh, America top team are in the in the uh, ring to get calling out Sammy Guevara to give him the TNT championship. Sammy, so like, yeah. So what are we building to with this? Are we building to the the mixed tag match? Or are we building to a triple threat with Sammy Kazarian and, and and Scorpio? Like so Sammy and Ty Conti, they're in the parking lot. They destroy the TNT title. Kazarian joins in, destroys it. Look, two things can happen here. A, this is, oh God. If we retire the belt off of this, I would be so upset. What an I would ugly, be so mad. ugly ending for the title that Brody Lee made so proud and that they were talking about how this is Brody's title and this is the work title. But you know what? It wasn't Brody's title. It was Cody's title, but, and that might be why. But I will say, if this is all to get Scorpio Sky his own title like they did Miro, I will be okay with the destruction of it here. But why? Why do we have to have a custom championship for everybody but Sammy? But like that feels so weird. It's Sammy's like, custom Cody thing was really... the two titles. So oh, Christ. You know what? I, but if you think about it, right? So maybe this is to get Scorpio's no, own title. That, no, because Dan Lambert did that too. Well, <laughs> Scorpio's first title reign was with Dan having the other one. Yeah, it was fucking dumb. 
God, but this, God, this title has been booked into oblivion. You know what? Fuck it. Just just bury it and send it away. Let's give Scorpio his own title. Let him win here. If this is at double or nothing and it's a triple threat, I'm sure they'll wrestle a good match. I'm just not interested in it. So it sounds like when they say give us the match, they want the match like Zant and um, Paige Van Zant and Scorpio versus Sammy and Ty, which is that going to be for those AAA mixed tag titles? Is that the match we're getting at double or nothing? Like... I no, I, I cannot imagine. It's got to be the TNT title, the triple threat. I, I have to imagine. Um, but yeah, there's there's nothing to, to say. This this is this isn't even go away what heat for me. I just don't the TNT like this. title has turned into like. Oh, and they could have just put it on Andrade and fixed all their problems, but no, here we go. No, they could have just put it on Scorpio and not done any of this bullshit. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Shivani's interviewing Tony's interviewing Tony and Dr. Baker told Tony <laughs> told Storm that this was a big moment she would not be able to deal with but Storm told Baker Baker to keep her cool or she will tear her teeth off and become Baker's DMD Baker walked out of the interview after Storm's insult yeah Matt Seidel told BBC my bad BCC that they were going to beat them with love <laughs> peace and pro wrestling Masla said the most important lesson to learn is when he step up to the Blackpool Combat Club is to abandon all hope. Anna Jay came Dude, to the, the ring. The way that fucking Danielson's face looked during that pre-match promo, he just looked so happy to be there, bro. He probably wasn't that happy after this match, but he was really happy right before this match. He did, and uh, I'm going to let you take this match as well. Blackpool, Our main event, Blackpool Combat Club versus Dante Martin and Matt Seidel. Our boy getting a little more shine. Um... And I like that uh, William Regal on commentary had acknowledged that uh, Dante might be a person that he's looking at. So I um, loved that. Uh, we had uh, Mox just absolutely beating the shit out of them. Um, and honestly, like this was mostly just like kind of a bit of a squash, despite them being obviously established guys. Um, they got a little bit of their flippy stuff in there. I do believe Dante did hit the nosedive at one point, or at least tried to. I don't know if he actually successfully hit it or not. I know Seidel hit something. Yeah, they let this point. match go the length, that's for sure. Um, the Blackpool Combat Club is still my favorite new thing that they've come out, and it just came out of nowhere. Oh, that Meteora that fucking Moxley took on the apron was pretty brutal. Um, uh, Seidel like, jumped off the top rope onto the apron, uh, did a Meteora. It was brutal. Um... Yeah, this is like, there was I didn't actually write down that much from the match. I just really enjoyed this because like um the Blackpool Combat Club are just the way they're wrestling right now is like it's almost like they're just like I don't know, it's like they're just literally trying to hurt everybody. Um Regal was really selling that on common excuse me, on commentary. Because um he wanted to make sure that everybody understands that they're not just there to wrestle good matches. Cause if they were yep. there to do that, it wouldn't be what they're doing. They, they're, they're wanting to cause pain to everybody. Whereas, you know, so I think there will be some other pro wrestlers that they come into conflict with because of that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and- because they don't have that similar philosophy. Seidel's already giving them a different spin with the peace, love and pro wrestling thing. You know what I mean? Like, and I would love to go back now and kind of look at where Dante Martin, the trajectory went when, when it went from Seidel to Leo Rush and Team Taz and this and that and this and that. And now he's back with Seidel. Um, man, you can tell this was not the plan to put them together. But Garrett, I will say it again. I really like these guys as a tag team. It immediately felt right. 
they do the mentor and trainee thing because I, I mean he's probably old enough to be his dad. But, you know the problem is you need the guy that he's meant is mentoring to be able to speak and he can't speak. Can't like, speak and literally. And sometimes I'm gonna be honest, he can't wrestle. He sometimes he botches. So like you know like yeah, l- luckily like his luckily debut. He's good. Yeah, he's literally 18 years older than him. This could be his dad. That's funny. Um, Christ. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, this this worked. But bro, that tease—if they bring Dante Martin into this fucking thing—I'm not kidding you, Garrett. I, I already kind of told you, like, this is my favorite thing right now, and you—you you just said it's your favorite new thing as well. Like, if they bring Dante Martin into this, I—I I, I will lose my fucking mind. It, it literally it sucks for Swerve and Lee that they also happened to throw the Blackpool Combat Club together around the same time both of them came in. Maybe they'll be I the ones like they wanted to push Swerve and Lee as a tag team, but like they also the Blackpool Combat Club just came together so naturally. Like, and it's really yeah, it's something special, man. So, so yeah, I mean that's I that. genuinely believe what happened with that too is that Danielson and Mox both didn't have something at the pay per view, and so they were like, well, let's just have a match then. Fuck it, we can have an awesome match, and then they did. And then, like throughout the course of that, Tony Khan was just like, "Bro, what if we just what if what if we just did it? What if that was the end of the story and we just did that?" And they were like, "I don't know." And then they threw in Regal, we and they were it. like, <laughs> "Yeah, man, hey, like, hey, uh, hey, it uh, it works, dude. It's one of those things. I'm gonna, I'll take it, you know. So let's uh, let's preview next week, and then let's talk a little bit about what they added to Double or Nothing. So next week." <laughs> it, it it never ends. Jungle Boy versus Ricky Starks versus Swerve Strickland. You fucking kidding me? Uh. Kyle O'Reilly versus Samoa Joe. Wardlow versus Sean Spears. CM Punk and Hangman face to face. Dr. Britt Baker versus Tony Storm. And FTR versus Rapungi Vice. Can it be Wednesday Bro. already? Like seriously, and then we get double or nothing later that week, which is also insane. Like, and I believe they added something to fight Rampage, but I can't seem to find it anywhere. It has to be. Um, uh, uh, it has Statlander, to be the other. Right? It has to be the other Owen match, right? Like Atlanta versus versus uh, Soho, right? Yes. Let me see if I can. Maybe real no, no, I would think there's going to be two, right? Because there's got to be two. Because there's two Owen matches on the. Dynamite, right? Yeah, and uh, we know. So there's the other two are gonna have to be on Rampage, probably. I would think. Yeah. In yeah, order to fun. have the so it looks like right now that's the only thing on Rampage. Perfect. Oh no, that's right. They did two semifinals last week. That's right. I forgot. Yep. So yeah, double or nothing, man. We got twelve matches right now. So I, I maybe they'll sneak one more in, but I doubt it. But yeah, I'm trying to think what they would sneak in. I can't think of anything. Yeah, I like... would think maybe Ring of Honor stuff, but it's not looking likely. Hookhausen versus yeah, like, Smart, Sterling, uh, Cargill versus Anna J, Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page. Oh, it is a six-person tag. Or is this a prediction? Sky, Page, and Page versus Guevara, Kazarian, and Conti. If that's the match, that's brutal. But I mean, okay, that is, yeah, it's on the. It says it's on the pre-show right now. I guess we'll see. If that is a pre-show match, it would make sense. The, um, the finals of each match. Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb, Jurassic Express versus Team Taz versus uh, Lee and Strickland, the Anarchy in the Arena match, House of Black versus Death Triangle, Hardys versus Bucks, MJF versus Warlow, and Punk versus Page. I mean, dude, I'm down. It's going to be an incredible card. 
yeah, so we will be back next week. Uh, Saturday, you can catch where we'll do the uh, – I just forgot the name of our show, Eat Sleep Elite Podcast. <laughs> um, as well as Saturday, we'll have up our predictions. And then Sunday, 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 we will be doing the double or this nothing. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Absolutely. We'll be doing the double or nothing. AEW, double or nothing. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be a good time, man. So – uh, any closing thoughts? Send us home, Garrett. You send us home. Sky blue is beautiful. I'm cool with that. We'll catch you on the flip side, Vision. Your winner and new AEW World Champion, Kanosuke Nashna. Yeah. <laughs>